0: You can turn in your Bibles to John, chapter 20, and we'll also be in chapter 21 briefly. And we've been in a series called Person of Interest, and we have been investigating the question, does Jesus still matter in a world that rejects Him in the Bible? We've discovered many ways in which the answer is yes, in the fuse of history led up to Jesus' perfectly timed arrival. The cultural fuse of Roman rule and the Pax Romana set the stage for Jesus' arrival when he came. The spiritual fuse led to Jesus meeting humanity's longing for something bigger and deeper to place their trust in. And even the prophetic fuse leads to Jesus where he fulfills every messianic prophecy of the Old Testament. And we said just a few weeks ago that if he even fulfilled eight of them, the odds of being able to do that, the probability of that being able to happen accidentally by one person were the odds of one and one quadrillion. And so we have reason to trust that Jesus does still matter. And I think you know that. I think you came in here today with something deep inside of you, whether you acknowledge it or not. Something deep inside of every one of us. We all came to this moment today, whether we've acknowledged it or not, that there is this deep longing, there's this deep desire. And I want to acknowledge that, that every person came into this room experiencing the same thing today. I think everyone came here today with a desire to believe in something. Now, you may not realize it, and you may have suppressed it, this desire. And listen, I'm not naive enough to think, or, and I'm not even trying to say that you came in here needing or wanting to believe in Jesus. No, I'm just saying you have this deep desire to believe in something. Something. I think it's at the core of each and every one of us. You and I desire to believe in something that will amaze us, astound us, leave us speechless. We are grasping for it every day of our life from the moment that we are born from the moment that we are little children and we have aspirations and dreams to the moment that we pass on in this life. We are reaching for something amazing and something that will leave us Speechless. I think we all long for it. I think sometimes we suppress it. I think sometimes the difficulties of this world will push it down, will challenge us, will make it difficult for us. But at the core of every person is this desire for something bigger, something deeper, something amazing. Something bigger than yourself. Something that transcends every empty promise that we've gotten from other places. And we get those every day. Empty promises. You see, the world plays into the fact that we want something more. That we want something that leaves us astounded. The world plays into that in every facet. And it gets us hyped up and excited and leaves us wanting It crushes us at times. It makes it hard at times because we've looked for the deeper. We've looked for the amazing in people and we've looked for it in substances and we've looked for it in experiences and everywhere that you've looked for it that was not substantial, that was not fulfilling, it left you wanting more. It left you feeling as if you may never attain to that thing. Sometimes it may have even hurt you. Some of us even have looked for it in religion, in church, in places like this, and even that's left us empty because we've looked in the wrong place. Religion cannot answer it for you. The world cannot answer it for you. Substances can't answer it for you. People can't answer it for you. I hope today to help you see that there is someone who can fulfill that deeper need, that need that you have for amazing, that need that you have to be left astounded and speechless. And I want to show you how you can find the deeper, and I want to move past what you may think, and I want you to see Jesus. And today, we're here re- celebrating Resurrection Sunday. And that's part of it. That's the big part of it, man. That is huge. But I, I want to move beyond that a little to what one who was there said about it. You see, there was a bunch that were there. They saw it happen. They, uh, they were with Jesus Day in and day out for three years. At some points it was twelve. At some points it was 170. It was these people that kind of went along with him in all these places, and they saw these amazing things happen. They saw the resurrected state of Jesus. They saw him. They they saw him die on the cross, and they saw him again alive three days later. And they they were in encan- they encountered this person who literally changed every fiber of their life. Everything. in in their life was completely appended because of this man, this one person, and they found amazing. And there's this one guy, one guy, because all the rest kind of scattered, and there was one there at the cross, at the foot. Of the cross, we know he was there because he mentions it in his recounting of the whole thing. And it was John, and John was there, and Jesus looked from the cross at John and said, "Hey, I need you to take care of my mom, and my mom's going to take care of you." And and John saw him die and breathe his last. He saw Jesus say to Telestai, which means it is finished. He saw Jesus breathe his last breath and die hanging on the cross, and then John radically encountered Jesus alive again. And John gives us a glimpse into what he saw and what he experienced, and we realize it changed him at his core. He encountered Jesus, and he never was the same. And friends, today, if you have that longing, if you acknowledge that deep longing for something amazing, I want to tell you that Jesus is the one who can fulfill it for you. That when you truly encounter his love, his kindness, not what I say, not what church says, not what religion says, not what you've heard your entire life, but when you encounter the man, Jesus Christ, who is alive, he will radically change you. He will change you at your core, just like he did the disciples, just like he did anyone who's come seeking him truly. He changes us and changes you. So, would you look with me at John, John's word and his words in chapter twenty, and it's almost like an aside after all this has happened, verses thirty and thirty-one. John says these things. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And he continues in chapter 21, this aside as well. He's, there's a lot more going on there, but I want to focus on these two things. In chapter 21, verse 24, it says, This is the disciple, he's talking about himself, who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. So he's just saying, Hey, listen, in case you want to know, it's not somebody else. Nobody's transcribing it for me. This is me. I was there. I experienced them. I wrote them down. And we know that his testimony is true. He, we know that I am true. What I'm saying is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if every one of them were written down, I suppose not even the world itself can contain the books that would be written. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's what we say. And sorry, I just flung that on you. I should have told you. Uh, but this is the word of God. And may it speak over our hearts today, in these two passages, we see three things that become evident about how we can encounter Jesus and believe in him and be changed. Number one, Jesus did amazing things and people can believe. John says in verse 30 of chapter 20, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but I've chosen these specifically So that you will believe. So that you will believe. We've been trying to determine in this series why Jesus still matters when we live in a world that rejects him and really doesn't want to have anything to do with him. Well, we have to grapple with the writings of people who actually walked with Jesus and witnessed everything and see how it altered their lives. Now, you may have come in here today just as skeptical as anyone else. And that's okay. I'm so thankful you're here. I'm so thankful that you're at least willing to ask the question or entertain the idea. I'm hopeful that if you are here today, listening online or in this room today, and you are skeptical, I pray that God would open your eyes. But whether you're skeptical or not, everyone must grapple with the truth of someone of what they experienced. You cannot dismiss it completely, just outright. You can't. This was written by a man who walked among other men who saw these things with his own eyes and wrote them down. He was an eyewitness to this happenings, to all the happenings. He saw it with his own eyes, and that alone must call us to grapple with what is here. We have to do something with that, John says here Jesus did a bunch of other stuff amazing wonders and I was there I saw them with my own eyes I experienced them we have to grapple with the evidence given by this eyewitness these words weren't written centuries after Jesus walked on earth some will say that they were written hundreds of years later that's not true we have verifiable evidence that John wrote this in somewhere in the year uh, 90 AD he wrote them within the lifetime of those who were with Jesus. These things were written just decades after Jesus performed all these miracles. They were written within the lifetime of those who walked with Jesus, particularly John here. John is saying amazing things happen so much, I can't even write it all down. But what I have written down, I've written down, so you will believe I saw it, I believe it, and so can you. And I've written these things down for you so that you can believe. That's the whole idea of why John wrote the whole thing. He wrote it so that people would read this story and that they would grapple with this evidence and their lives would be radically changed by Jesus also. So, we must grapple with these things. We must look at these truths. And I would say that you can believe because it is verifiable evidence. Number two, many people experienced Jesus and his wonders and they did believe. Again, John is saying, We experienced this. This happened. There's so much more we could write about, but there's not enough paper to do so. This impacted John and many others. In fact, the New Testament tells us that over 500 people saw Jesus in his resurrected state and their lives were completely changed. Just a few years later, people would say about them, these are these people that were with Jesus and they are turning the world upside down. Most of them ended up dying because they believed it so much they weren't willing to deny it. Some people will die for a truth. Most people will not die for something they think is a lie. These men believed what happened was true. They gave their entire lives for for it because they were willing to die. They believed it so strongly. And we have to do something with that. We have to grapple with that as well. You may not believe. You you can be skeptical, but at least look into these truths. And it's not just these guys who walked with Jesus. Let's take out the New Testament writings, if you will. Within a short time from Jesus' life on earth, even without the New Testament writers, we could reconstruct the story of Jesus' life with all the writings written about him by others, even skeptics, just... Just decades and hundreds of years afterwards, writers within the first 300 years of the common era, we could, find, we could recreate 87% of Matthew. We could reconstruct it. We could reconstruct 67% of the book of Mark, 86% of Luke, and 98% of what John wrote. We could reconstruct just from people who referenced these original writers just years later. And this proves that Jesus had a huge impact on the world in that time and following through literature, through writing, through all these things. And here's the final point today. Jesus did amazing things so people could believe. Many people experienced Jesus and they did believe. They gave their life to it. And friends, here's the final thing I just want to really hone in on because of all Jesus did, you can believe and be changed. You can believe and be changed. Today, Jesus is not dead. He lived a perfect life. He died a sinner's death that he didn't deserve because the Bible tells us he who knew no sin became sin for us so that he might be a substitute for us. And he did not remain in the grave. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for you and for me so that we might have eternal life. And because he did all that and more, you can believe in something bigger and deeper. You can believe in the amazing. You can believe in something that will transcend all other things that you've ever tried to put your hope and, and, and hope and uh, patience and, and all the things that you wanted into. You can believe in Jesus, and he will change you to the core. And I pray today that that will be the case for someone in this room. Let's pray. Lord, we just pray that as we have acknowledged, just as John has acknowledged that Jesus changes everything, God, I pray that you would help us to leave here today having encountered Christ, having been changed, leaving here differently than we came in because Jesus is alive and well, and he's risen from the dead, and we have hope, and we have the opportunity to know what our heart desires and longs for, something more, something bigger, something deeper, something more amazing, and that Christ is the one who can fulfill that for us. Would you do that today, God? Maybe someone is here that wants to give their life to you and realize that you are the greatest thing possible. Lord, would you resurrect them today? Would you help them to trust in you today? Lord, would you help them to commit their lives to you, Christ, today? Maybe there's someone here today that just needs to get some stuff handled. They they know you, they've... Confessed Christ before, but these things aren't living that way. They're they're trying to find. They have the answer right before them, but they're trying to find the filling, the the amazing, the deeper, and something else. Would you help us? Would you help those of us who've just gotten run stagnant in our faith, Lord? Would you help reignite something in our hearts, Lord? Maybe somebody's here today and they need to get something right with someone else, maybe somebody in the room, Lord, would you help them to do that, Lord? Would you help us to remove all barriers? Would you help us to get all things out of the way? Would you help us just to be bare, bare before you, to bear our hearts to you, Lord, in this moment, to be vulnerable and just say, Jesus, do something amazing in my life today. Would you help us, Lord? Because, are we can't do that on our own. I can't do it. I can't conjure that up. I can't make that happen. But, God, you can. Would you work in our hearts today? Would you work in the lives of those in this room today? Would you change us today? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to sing. If God is moving in your heart, you, and I'd love to share with you.